0: This is the Ransomed Heart Podcast, and uh, I'm Craig McConnell, and I'm glad to, to host this. What we've done uh, last week and now this week, a um, short little series on some of the questions that people have asked on the Love and War tour that John and Stacey are doing right now. And we really think this is some great stuff just captured live and, and really hope that uh, it encourages you.
1: Yeah, just go ahead and speak it out. Yeah, John Aldridge, i uh, got much love for you. Thank you for uh, writing Wild at Heart, that book, changed my life real quick. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, a beautiful woman walks into the room. Every husband no- notices, okay? Um, and my wife notices that too, okay? And my question is... Because men are so visually wired, um, what's your counsel to wives uh, about handling? I, I like him. <laughs> what? What's your... Uh, it's good. Uh, yeah, um, what, what's your counsel to wives for that for that that topic because you know th-
2: why do i feel
1: <laughs> why do i feel like
2: i am in a boat <laughs> and it is pitch black at night <laughs> but i hear the sound of the waves breaking against the cliffs why do i hear cuz you are sweetheart <laughs> um there's, there's some really, really important issues in a question around that particular question. Issues of love, beauty, value, intimacy, um, fidelity. Um, let me try and speak to a couple. Um, ladies, you really do have to hear from Jesus about your beauty. You need a rock-solid answer. This is why it's so exquisite to have that relationship with God, that to, to know from God that you are a beautiful woman. That issue needs to be settled in your heart. And, and that's what I meant about in marriage, the greatest gift you can give is turn to God and guides for validation as well. Because if we're constantly gauging our spouse's interest in us, or in others, or or volatility, or whatever. I mean, it's just, those things have so many ebbs and flows and stuff flying around it that there needs to be this rock-solid assurance in the heart of a woman that you are beautiful. You are. And that I would want, in a marriage, for a woman to know, my husband adores me. We're good. And sure, she's a bombshell. So what? My husband loves me. I would just want her to know that and to have that assurance of that. And yes, men are visually oriented. But guys, I, I want to invite you to ask Jesus to sanctify that. Invite him in to sanctify your experience of beauty. Because it's a very different thing to have a beautiful woman come across your radar and for something in you to desire her, than it is for a beautiful woman to come across your radar and for you to go, wow, there's a beautiful woman. There's a beautiful sunset. There's a beautiful flower. There's a, I experience beauty in a lot of ways. So? I mean, thank you, God. It's beautiful. I don't desire that. And, and that's partly the healing of a man's heart and his sexuality, and inviting Christ into that, and, and partly what his wife's experiencing from him in marriage that she just knows, so, so what? There's a gorgeous woman in the room. My man adores me. We're good. I'm okay.
1: Right? That's possible. That can feel out of reach, but that's really possible. It's not. It's right. not like
2: some bizarro thing. That's normal. It can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the work of God in in our lives. Isn't that what we want? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we want to get to? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. We just uh, read the shared adventure chapter this week, and we both really resonate to that. Um, but I think the question is, how do you find that? That joint ministry where you're working together, we know nine to five is not going to cut it. And ultimately we're going to be needing, you know, real fulfillment. But how do you find that shared vision?
1: I think what we want to do is is also blow that category wide open. Yes, please. That it doesn't, a shared adventure doesn't mean necessarily what we would call ministry at right. this um by dreaming together. That's a really good first step. And taking that time before God separately. What makes me come alive? What do I want? What would I love to do? And dreaming together separately. And then bringing it together. And sharing. I was just um, talking with a woman. Her husband is this intense counselor. Personal ministry. And, and she, wants a, she wants a shared adventure. Well she's praying while he's meeting with these people and she's thinking like that's not a part of what he's doing. Right. Well it wouldn't be happening if she wasn't praying. I think I think just getting the categories blown out and letting God see that you know what, there's a thousand ways that you're doing a shared adventure. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a broader thing than like this right. or going on a mission trip together or teaching a Sunday school class together. It's right. it's way bigger. Yeah. The possibilities.
2: Yep. Crawl, walk, run. Um, start with God. What do you have for us? What do you have for us? Where are you taking us next? You know, we, it, um, He'll take you in steps towards what He has for you. So experiment, try things out together, dream, pray. Let Him guide you through that process. Another question? Yeah. What if. Satan or is that just like... Yes, yeah. yes, that's really good. That's really good. Well, even, even the agreements that are directly from Satan and, and, and by the, in that context, I was talking about those lies that come to us that are from the accuser of the brethren. Um, even those have a grain of truth to them. That's why they work. They always feel true, right? Um, so, but, but they're, not, they're not the core of your identity, you know, when Jesus gets into confrontation with Satan in the wilderness, he, he rebuts him with the truth. And the enemy says, hey, if you're hungry, make, this, make the stones become bread. Now, that, he could have done that. It wasn't a totally bizarre suggestion. It wasn't completely outside the context, right? There was some validity to it. Um, you know, throw yourself off the temple. God's angels will protect you. That was not totally bizarre. It had a grain of truth to it. But Jesus responds with what is more true. And so, do I have a problem with anger? Yes. Does that mean I am an angry person? No. Actually, you're a new creation in Christ. You have a new heart. You're forgiven, right? There's a really, these are deep, you know, it, it's important. I'm not nuancing this and saying some of these agreements feel true, but. You shall know them by the fruit. If you make that agreement with it, what's the fruit of that? Does it lead to restoration? Does it lead to life in God? Does it lead to clarity? You know? Mm -hmm. How else would you respond to that?
1: Well, the way that it drives you to God is beautiful too. And, And I like that there's a grain of truth in it. Because I'll be feeling totally overwhelmed sometimes and to the point that I can't function. I can't do anything. And John will say, honey, you're making an agreement with the spirit of overwhelmed. And I'll get mad at him. It's real. Yeah, I am overwhelmed and I have a reason to be overwhelmed. Look at my list, you know. But what I need to do is pray and break that agreement. There is a spirit. And then the list is really doable because if I do go to God and I replace it with the truth, it drives me to him. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Everything that he calls me to do. And how he surfaces that other stuff. You know, like I'm an angry person or I am a disappointment. Well, Mm. that's getting raised as well because God wants to heal it. Mm. Bringing it to him.
2: Yeah. Yes. That, okay, let me tell you something else here. You start breaking agreements with the enemy, he's not going to like it. And, and so you, you have to really take your stand in what is true. You do. He'll come on strong. He'll really pour it on. And, and so, um, for example, someone who is struggling with depression, as Stacy did for a number of years in our marriage, it's a difference to say, um, this is my lot in life. This is who I will always be. I will simply, oh, I am a depressed person. That's an agreement. That's, it's not your identity. It's not the core of your being, right? And, and, and to begin to get that off of you requires breaking those agreements and not identifying with it. This is absolutely enormous. And, and it's based on the work of Christ, right? That he says, you have a new heart. My spirit lives within you. You're free from, he says, you're dead to sin and alive to God. It, that's absolutely enormous. It can be so freeing because some of us end up making agreements with our temptations, right? Oh, I'm just, I'm just such a greedy person. Or, oh, I'm, you know, I'm such a lustful man. Or, oh, I, I just, I'm filled with jealousy at her. Oh, no, no, wait a second, wait a second. Maybe your flesh is, but you're not. Twice in Romans 7, Paul says, this isn't me. My sin is not me. I mean, it's really quite freeing to realize that. It can be enormously releasing and go, no. Paul says, I reject this. This is not what is most true about me. Not when you're a Christian.
0: We hope you've enjoyed these questions. There there are so many to choose from. We picked a few and hope it was encouraging. And want to invite you. To come to this tour and have an evening with John and Stacy. February 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th, John and Stacy will be in Tulsa, St. Louis, Omaha, and Charlotte. We'd love to meet you and, and uh, spend an evening with you. If you have any questions about the tour or any of the resources we have here at Ransom Heart, you can go to ransomheart.com or go to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. And for the tour specifically, you can go to loveandwar.net.